Blog Talk Radio. Hi, welcome to another episode of Holistic Living. I am Tara Davis, and I'm so happy that you are joining me again. Today, I am going to talk um, about my own journey that's been going on. I have been journaling over the last couple of weeks about what's going on. So I journal, um, you know, for my personal things. And so it's been over the last couple of weeks has become a pattern of what's going on. And so I wanted to talk about it because I thought perhaps you've experienced this or you are experiencing this right now. And my pattern seems to be, I'm going to give you the overall pattern and then I'm going to break it down um, so that we can talk about the pieces of the pattern. So the overall piece of the pattern is that for me, I'm not doing enough. I'm on this hamster wheel that keeps going around and around. I tend to lose focus of my joy and my I'm always in gratitude, but I tend to lose focus of joy and happiness when I'm so focused in the doing instead of the being. And then I become really out of balance. I become out of balance internally. I become out of balance externally. I be I lose my sense of joy and happiness because I'm so focused on the doing. And so that's really been up for me over the last several weeks. And so I wanted to address that today and talk about it because first of all, just by talking about it, as you well know, when you talk things out with a friend, a trusted confidant, you really work out the problem. And by the end of the conversation, the problem has worked itself out or you see a result to your question. So That's what I'm hoping is going to happen today, or if it doesn't happen, that's fine too. I'm hoping that you can identify with a piece of what's going on for yourself. So I want to just read a couple of snippets as well as we're talking from my journal to kind of give you a little bit of a background and to kind of let you see what's going on in my mind as well. So October 20th, I love being a perpetual student. Since hitting my 30s, I've declared that nothing would make me happier than being a full-time student. I'd love for someone to pay me to be in school all of the time. I love learning. I love learning about other cultures, about psychology and the mind and why we do what we do, the patterns, our beliefs. I love learning about people in general, and I love, love, love learning about myself. I think that is my passion in learning, self-help. I L-O-V-E, diving into my own beliefs and my patterns and finding out why I do them or why I have a particular belief. I love finding out and sometimes not so much loving it, but really figuring out where all of my patterns and beliefs stem from and then figuring out 
if they are even serving me anymore. Like a lot of times we have beliefs. You know, this is just really random, but oh my gosh, all men are X. Or whenever you go to that place, it's X. And so this is a belief that you have formed by all the circumstances around you that have happened when you go to this certain place or by the relationships that you've had. So being able to look at these beliefs and decide if you need to shift them, if they're ready to be changed, that is what I love to do with myself and helping others to do. And then changing those beliefs. So it's an active, I'm actively participating in my own journey. It's extremely liberating to uncover these shadow pieces of yourself. It's not always easy. I will definitely put that out there. There A lot of times you have to dig into the pain and into the pieces of your past that sometimes we wish would just stay underneath the covers. So even though I'm in this healing journey, it's not always fun and easy. Sometimes there is a lot of pain that you look at. But let me just put a caveat out there that staying with that pain and staying with those pieces that are shoved under the carpet is way harder than finally looking at these pieces and letting them go. Looking at these shadow pieces releases you from judgment. Judgment is nothing more than the shadow side of our own subconscious behaviors and patterns that we have yet to look at or that we choose not to look at. That is our judgment. Judgment is our own perfect mirror so that when we're judging someone, when we're talking about someone, that are, those are the pieces that we're unwilling to look at within ourselves. I'm not saying I am free of this by any means, but there is certainly a lot less of it than there was 20 years ago when I started on this journey, on this path. So over the last couple of weeks, actually more like the last couple of months, I've really been full on into adding um, and editing several items to my website. website, starting up um, my radio show. So starting up this show, I've been meeting with my writing coach every two to three weeks, um, having a session with her, and then in the in-between, the writing my book. I've been taking care of me. I've been taking care of my family. Another one of my sons has come back home for several weeks before he heads back up to the mountains for the winter. In and amongst all of this, I realized as much as I was working on my website and working on my book and being with my children and taking care of my family, I was losing my joy. I was, my, my spark was starting to dwindle. My sparkle was not sparkly at all. And I wasn't feeling all the happiness that I knew I should be, not even should, because I don't like that word should. I wasn't feeling the happiness that I know I can feel. I was feeling really stretched thin. 
I was feeling uncreative and like I was trudging through each day and I couldn't pinpoint it. Let me back up for just a minute because I just said even though I wasn't in the process of my own creation, I want to tap into that briefly. So even though I was in the process of creation, I was creating new parts of my website. I am creating and writing my book. So even though I have this piece of creation going on, it's not actually just, um, I, I'm going to call it mindless creation. Like when you are using your hands and just creating like coloring or making something out of wood or creating recipes, which I love to do. And it's kind of, again, gotten by the wayside or making something out of scratch. And so interestingly enough, of course there are no accidents, about halfway through this piece of me starting to realize that, excuse me, I was working too hard and not feeling joy, I got an email from a blogger that I follow, I get an email, I think from her about every two weeks. Anyway, regardless, it was, it was a project to create these reusable baggies and how to do this process and how to find all this fabric to do this. And then you use um, some beeswax to make the um, outside of the, the project. Anyway, I thought, oh my gosh, this is what I need to get out of my brain, out of that part that is sitting in front of the computer doing this particular creation. I needed to be working with my hands and being in that process, that piece of joy. Several weeks ago, I also had a massage. And so in the process of taking care of myself, I definitely make sure that I am taking care of my body. I get massage. I receive chiropractic. I receive acupuncture. At least five, probably six days a week, I do some sort of exercise. So I am moving my body, whether it's running or hiking or walking or yoga, or weights. I am doing some sort of activity that is moving the energy through my body. And so through massage, a couple of weeks ago, my massage therapist is also a shaman on me while massaging my body. And so as we talked about this piece of um, losing my joy and not feeling creative and not feeling the happiness that I know I usually feel, he knew exactly what to do and he pulled out his tuning forks. And so if you've ever, if you know what I'm talking about, tuning forks, like you would use on a piano or some, it, um, it, they tune notes. You also use them. The vibration resonates on all of your chakras. And so he immediately pulled out the tuning forks that would resonate with my throat chakra and my second chakra. These two particular chakras are the centers for creativity and expression. And so I was so focused in my work and focused on the production and the outcome 
that I had forgotten about all the different types of creativity and the types of expression. You know, it's kind of when you're so in the middle of something, you can't see out of it, or you're so in the middle of a problem. But in order to see a creative solution, you have to really step out or have someone else look at it. That's what he did, which I loved. And so throughout the session, he used the tuning forks on my throat and on my second chakra, releasing what I had, uh, the, the blocks that I had on these two chakras. Um, it's no wonder the week prior to receiving the session from him that I had a cold. I was not expressing my joy. When you have a cold, it's the expression. A cold is a block in the area of your throat. No matter what type of expression, it can be just literally expressing your truth. It can be expressing Uh, an opinion. It can be the creative expression and not expressing your joy. You can also feel this when your neck is stiff, the back piece, the back part of your chakra. So when you've got a stiff neck and you can't, you know, move it side to side freely, this is also a block in that throat chakra. So I was trying to do everything without being enjoy and I had forgotten about how to feel that peace of joy so interestingly enough as I started to journal about all of this I realized that about a year ago I blogged about this piece about being finding a balance and it was right before the holiday season finding a balance because I knew the holidays were coming up This part, so I went back to read it, and the part of me that was out of balance was the part that was trying to do everything during the holiday season and still maintain a work schedule and everything else that I wanted to do. This time, my imbalance is not with allowing enough creativity in my life, and so... (laughs) it's funny that I am struggling to keep this balance of how much do I do? How much don't I do? Finding that piece of balance for me. It's not always easy. It's not always easy when you're a mom, when you're a female, when you are a head of a household, when you're a single parent. Finding that balance is so crucial, and it's, it's as much as I say it's so crucial, it's so easy to get out of balance. I've come to the conclusion in the piece of me that was out of balance. So as I, first of all, let me back up. As I was out of balance and then coming back into balance, I journaled about what I am here to do. And so I have come to the conclusion we are all here for the main purpose of being love. So we are all here for just 
that enormous but simple piece of being love. And as simple and as easy and maybe even sarcastic as that sounds, can you even imagine if we all realized and believed that that is what our purpose is and that we all were striving to feel our own love and to be love and to give love. If we all, every single person on this planet knew that they were here to be love, could you even imagine the world that we would live in? (sighs) And so for me to be love, I have realized that I have to heal, that I choose. I choose to heal these shadow parts of me. And for me to heal these shadow parts of myself, that means for me, I am in school. And so back to wanting to be that perpetual student. When I am in school, so as an adult, I did not go back to college until I was an adult. I failed miserably as an 18-year-old going to college. And so I dropped out at that point. There was not even a point of me being in class, although I knew psychology was my calling. That was the only class that made me sing. And so I did not go back to school until I was in my 30s. And that's when I knew I loved learning. I couldn't get enough of learning. I was in the front row geeking out, listening to the teacher and asking all of the questions. I loved it. I even loved being online learning. And so we kept moving around. And so I finally realized that I had to be an online student because I couldn't, it was, I was having a hard time just re-enrolling every single time and stopping classes. So I realized that I wanted to be that continual student. But for me, when school was finished, and I realized I wanted to still learn, but I didn't necessarily want to be in the, in the classroom, it started to dawn on me that I wanted to learn about myself. And so for me, learning about myself and healing what I desire to heal kind of makes me giddy. Then I get to share those pieces with you. I get to do a lot of diving into myself and learning about myself being in school for me and then sharing all of this with you. And so over the years that I have done so much of this and been in school for so long, I have so much to share. And the pieces of the self-help That piece of being in school is also part of what makes me sing and makes me happy. And I haven't been in that for a while. I haven't been in school for myself for a while. I've been tunnel vision, tunnel focused on my website and creating my radio show and creating all the different components that need to happen for that. And so I haven't done any internal work gosh, for a long time. 
That is a piece that makes me sing. And so part of that mission of love for me is to share my self-healing journeys with you. I'm here to experience all the different modalities of healing and then share them. What better job could there be on this planet than being a perpetual student? Now, I know you love your job, which is fantastic because we all need our jobs. We all need that purpose. We're all here to be loved and then There's that second purpose, whether it's an engineer or a doctor or a lawyer, whatever that key purpose is that you're here for, thank God that we are all here to share these purposes together. And so I have been back on the track of self-help and self-healing and learning about myself and changing things up that aren't working. And I definitely feel more in alignment than I have for a while. I'm definitely feeling that piece of joy back in my life. I don't feel like I'm on the treadmill anymore. I'll tell you, it doesn't take much to get out of balance. It's extremely easy to get out of balance. October 23rd. I'm going to read you another piece of my journal because I had some more realizations that even though I was feeling so much more joy and so much more balance in my life, there were still other key pieces that were kind of nagging at the back of my head. So today Mitchell and I talked, and Mitchell is um, one of my sons. We talked about being out of balance. He reminded me how much is going on in my life right now. I still have a child at home who needs me and my attention and my energy. Why would I want to stop mothering now and work full time just because there's only one and not three children at home? I have plenty of friends, moms and dads, who both work full time. They have nannies to help out. Which is their choice. I have no judgment around that. It's just not a choice for me. It's not one of my options in my bag. I also know moms who wait to work until after those kids go to bed. I've tried to do that. And when I do, I don't sleep well. I go, I work, I go to bed, and then all I dream about is work. I toss and turn, I wake up at 3 in the morning, and then I lay awake thinking about work. Then I wake up tired. And when this cycle starts, I make the choice to bring in the coffee again. So I wake up already tired, even though I meditate and do stretching and yoga, then I'm still tired. I need some caffeine. So I bring in the coffee. Then my adrenals start to become exhausted. And it doesn't take very much for my adrenals. I have a really sensitive system. And so I know that once I start drinking coffee, I can tolerate coffee like maybe once or twice a week. I wrote a blog post on breaking up with coffee. And even though I really stuck to it, I love the smell. I love the flavor. I can have about two or three sips of coffee, maybe a couple of times a week. And that's it. That's it. Because for me, it creates adrenal exhaustion. And what that looks like then is exhaustion 
about two or three in the afternoon. So then I either want something sweet because when your adrenals are burned out, you're constantly craving something sugary to boost your adrenals, or I want more caffeine. So then I'm looking for a green tea or something. Then if I drink it too late in the afternoon, then I'm already tired again and or I get crabby. So I become irritable sometimes, then I get short-tempered. <sighs> the cycle is real when I get in that place. So how do I work and maintain my daily routine as it is and still be okay with myself? Because here's how my daily routine by and large looks. And so, I mean, every day is kind of the same. Of course, life happens, and so you have all of these different variables that can come in throughout the day, meaning one day I'll really have a great day and get four hours of work in. One day I might get one hour of work in. So for me, this is what it looks like. You know, in the mornings I wake up, I meditate, I do yoga, um, I make a green juice, and I have that. Um, My kids wake up, we have breakfast. Well, they have breakfast. Um, we get lunches ready for school. I get them to school. Then I either go run, I go do yoga, or I come home and do yoga. I go to the gym. And so then I come home and eat, shower. So really for me, at sometimes I've done work in the morning before. If I have emails that need to be answered or I'm waiting on something, I will already get some work going in the morning. And oftentimes, actually, it's not uncommon for me to get like 30 minutes to an hour of work done already in the morning. So by the time all of that is done, it's 10.30, 11 o'clock, depending on which activity I've done in the morning. And so my work day itself doesn't start until 10.30 or 11. At some point, I have to eat lunch in there, and then I have to pick up my child from school. So that's usually at 2.30. Three days a week, he has climbing. So by 3.30, we are out the door again, uh, driving to the next city over for him to climb and we won't get home until seven. So at some point in there, I've either made dinner and put it in the crock pot or I already know what we're going to have and we'll have snacks midway and then eat when we come home. And then by the time I get home at night, I'm ready to crash. So really for me, it's a two to three hour quote work day. As an entrepreneur, I'm my own boss. And so I answer to no one other than me. It's my own timeline. Oftentimes I think that's harder than working for someone else because it's my timeline that I'm setting. And so here is my incredible conundrum. Society tells us that when we are creating our own business and working for ourselves, that we should be working so hard. And I'm really shifting that belief. I don't have to work hard to be successful. But society keeps telling us how many hours that we should be working every day and how many waking hours that we should dedicate to this. I'll tell you, the last thing I want to do at seven o'clock is work or re-engage my brain because then I start that cycle again of Then when it's time to go to sleep, either my brain is still wired and I can't go to sleep, I can't shut it down, or I do go to sleep, but then I dream about it all night long and I wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and then the cycle starts itself all over again. 
And so, ah, <laughs> can you relate? I mean, can you even see where I'm coming from? I know you can. I really know you can completely relate to this piece in your own jigsaw puzzle because that balance, finding that balance is so real. And how do I find and how do I be okay with working at the pace that I'm working at right now as an entrepreneur when I have so many envision, so many big pieces and where I want to go with my business, how do I be okay with working at the pace that I am now? And for me, sometimes the brain is a snail's pace. I will definitely say that. Sometimes I become so frustrated with the pace. And then I have to come back to the conscious part of me who knows and who acknowledges that I am in the exact place that I am supposed to be right now, that I am moving at the pace that I'm supposed to be moving right now, that I'm in the perfect place in my life right now. I will always be in the perfect place at the perfect time. Everything that I am doing it's perfect. It's kind of overwhelming because I'm really kind of reaffirming to myself that everything is perfect and that I am okay right where I am right now and that I am creating a business of love and that I'm creating exactly what needs to be created right now, tomorrow will create itself as it needs to be created. That sounds so much better because when my ego chatter monkey mind wants to take over, that's where I want to be is with I am exactly where I want to be right now. I am a huge follower of Gabby Bernstein. I love her work. Um, Yeah, I love, love, love it. And right now she is starting to teach little snippets, give us, I should say, little snippets of her forthcoming book, Judgment Detox, which I just cannot wait for. It doesn't come out until January. And so... Right before this podcast, I was listening to a little piece of one of her live Facebook talks, and she was teaching on how to attract the life we want by being in joy, not the do-do-doing, the be-be-being. The more that we're in that doing of getting that hard work done, working really hard, and being in the doing moment versus being in the joy of the creation and really loving what you're creating, that is when the abundance flows. And so when we are in the do-do doing, we're blocking the place that we desire to be in. We are blocking all of that abundance, all of that flow 
that is our birthright. And trying to find the balance of being in joy and coming from a place of joy. I desire to stop controlling and start receiving. Does anyone else relate to this? (laughs) I know you can. I know you can relate to trying to control the pieces of your life and then wondering why there's nothing is happening. Like those controlling pieces of the doing are blocking the flow of abundance from the universe. And it was such a timely reminder for me today to stop being, stop the doing, and just be in the being. (sighs) That feels so much better to just be. And I am... 100% not saying to not take action. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that that hamster wheel that I previously talked about is not the way to create. The way to create is by being in that joy, that flow of abundance, creating from that process, being in that process, and then creating versus trying to control and trying to force and trying to make things happen. It's two totally different places. And I know those two totally different places. It's for me, the remembering of being in that joy. And so here is my own challenge, my own, hmm, I don't know that I want that word challenge. My own action piece to myself, that feels a little bit better, is to find that piece of being in, so for, okay, so let's back up. So for me, to be in joy, to be in the flow of abundance, to be in the flow of creativity, I love the aspect of learning about myself and uncovering old beliefs, old patterns that no longer serve me. I love that part of me because that is what, that is where the material comes for me to pass on to you. So that is almost something that is a given that needs to be continually present in my life is for me to continually have these aha moments. And that doesn't mean that I'm always, you know, in strife and, oh, my God, I'm covering all these painful memories. I don't have to be there to receive all of these different modalities or to realize the belief that no longer serves me. But it is somewhere that fuels me, being in that student modality. That piece fuels me. Another piece that fuels me is family time and being present with family time. I love being with my family and whether we're just even hiking out in nature. Oh my gosh, I love that. Love having that family time. I love having me time. That morning piece that doesn't stop until about 1030 or 11, not willing to give that up because actually it's only about a two hour block out of my entire day that is just for me between meditating and stretching and journaling 
Actually, I'm going to break it down because I feed the cats in there. It's about an hour and a half. Well, between an hour and a half and two hours, yeah. That is just for me and no one else. And so that part, I'm not willing to give up. So that part has to continue. And so in between all of that, oh, plus I still have a son. <laughs> Keep forgetting. <laughs> I think it's because he's 16 and he's semi-self-sufficient that I keep forgetting. You know, he's not a child child anymore. And so because he is self-sufficient, um, I do have those moments where he can come home from school and take care of himself and I can get some more work done. Those are the days that I have about four hours of work. So for me, the balance is about four to five different components, taking care of myself. It's about learning more about myself for that day. It's about creating work, creating in the workplace, creating parts of my business, creating parts of my radio show. It's about spending time with my family. And it's also about being in joy and feeling, feeling that joy. And that gratitude. I'm so glad we talked about this today because now I really know those pieces that are supposed to be in my life every day. And so now that we have talked about that, I really want to also briefly talk about the season that's coming up, which is Thanksgiving and Christmas. So the huge holiday season. Last week, I had a guest on the show who was phenomenal. Um, He is my acupuncturist, Josh Schneider. And we were talking about the seasons that were coming up and how the seasons relate to our body and living naturally, depending on what season it is. And so the season of autumn, of fall, and the season of winter are actually a time of slowing down and retreating within and letting things on our schedule go that aren't really serving us. The juxtapose of that is that the holiday seasons become busier than any time of the year, which is just nuts, right? I mean, we feel like we have a to-do list that is a mile long and doesn't ever get crossed out. And we keep adding things to that to-do list for the holiday seasons, when in fact it's time for us to hibernate. And so I practiced that last year. I let a lot go on my plate than I normally would have, and it felt so good. And so this year I'm going to do a lot of coaching with myself of what I can let go of, rather than add to my plate what really needs to happen and what doesn't really need to happen so that I can become more in flow with the season. Because when we are in flow with the seasons of the earth, when we are more in touch and in tune with Mother Earth and allowing that flow to come into our lives, our lives flow more easily, more effortlessly. And so listening to that podcast um, will really give you some ideas as well on what to eat for this season, what's normal to feel for this season, what normal feelings will come up for the season, um, all kinds of things for fall 
and winter. Thanks for listening. This has been fantastic for me, and I hope it's been just as fantastic for you to connect in. And I think I would like to do more journaling for myself and then chatting it out with you. And I would love to hear. I would love, love, love to know what your comments are and if this has been relatable for you and how you bring yourself back into balance. Are you out of balance? Are you in balance? What balance is it for you that creates your joy? Because my balance certainly isn't your balance. What is, what are the things that keep you in balance? What are the things that knock you out of balance? And how do you bring yourself back into balance? Because if we can all share our tips and techniques and our tricks and our hacks, I think life would be so much easier because we are all on this journey together, right? No one of us is separate from the other. We're all together in this grand journey of life and learning. Hmm. Oh, many blessings to you all. Much love. And until next week, you can find me on iTunes and Stitcher and not quite yet on Google Play yet. You can also find me and tune in. I will see you and chat with you next week.